You're listening to 2XX 98.3. This is Subject ACT with me, Nathan Schmidt. Today we are looking at two similar stories regarding billboard and political advertising within the ACT. I speak to Tim Hollow, a Green activist with the Keep Canberra Ad Free campaign, as Dan Miller, who has started a petition regarding election posters in the ACT. First, I speak to Tim. So, I guess really the best place to start off would be, what exactly are the current laws or uh, legislative legislative restrictions regarding billboard advertising? So, at the moment, we have really strong restrictions on billboard advertising in Canberra. Um, Essentially, um, outside a few specific areas, it's not allowed. Um, So, you know, you'll, you'll notice, obviously, around the airport there are billboards and there's a couple of grey areas around things like the Canberra Centre. Um, and there's grey areas in terms of roadside signs and that kind of thing where there's restrictions in terms of size. Um, but essentially, we don't have them in Canberra. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference to the city compared to, say, if you go to Sydney or Melbourne, um, let alone um, you know, a big city in Asia um, or America. Um, it's really um, a very different feel to the city. Is it something that's purely aesthetic or is there an environmental component to it? So I think there's environmental, social, economic, um, as well as aesthetic components to it. Um, you know, advertising um, is something that the great majority of people um, say that they don't like. It's intrusive, it's ugly, um, but more than that, it misrepresents society and makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, that's a really strong response to advertising. And, and what's interesting is that actually that's picking up on what advertising is all about. There's some amazing quotes from advertising executives saying things like, advertising is about telling you that without this product you're a loser. Or advertising, of course, advertising makes us unhappy is something that one senior advertising executive said. That's what it's about. So advertising is about making you feel dissatisfied, unhappy with how things are, unless you get this particular product or unless you buy this particular service. So it has major implications on how we live in our society, how we interact with each other, how we feel about ourselves and about society um, and about the way we're living. Um, And that has huge um, flow-on impacts in terms of the way we consume, the way we work, um, so, yeah, advertising in public has a, a really major impact on all sorts of aspects of our society. It's almost um, kind of keeping the commercial in its place, I suppose, then. Kind of keeping, uh, kind of segregating the, the personal and the, and the commercial. So, yeah, that's right. And, I mean, that taps into one of the really interesting things about, about advertising in public space, um, which a lot of people have written about, um, which is that... Public space is public. It belongs to all of us. It's where we live. It's where we interact. And advertising in those public spaces closes that off. And it no longer is public. It becomes a private space. It becomes a space where a private corporation is using that space to create profit for itself. So it's where... um, the space that we live in as individuals but as a community as well um, is taken over by private profits. Um, 
one of the really, um, really important aspects of this conversation is, is the space in Canberra, is our roadside space, is our space along buildings, um, space that we want to keep um, for public use or is it something that we're happy to give away to private corporations to profit from? You mentioned earlier that currently Canberra is quite restrictive about billboard advertising. Is there a history to that? Is there any reason that Canberra historically has remained quite different in that regard to somewhere like Sydney where you know, there are billboards all along the freeway? So it, it's got a very long history. It goes all the way back to the original plan in Canberra um, and, the, and the basic regulations around it. Um, and it was very, very strongly um, implemented in the early days of um, of self-government, um, and prior to that, essentially, it was felt um, it was felt that Canberra is a public space, very, very much. It's a space for government, as it was originally thought of, um, and that that shouldn't have um, corporate interference in it. That's a view of politics which um, doesn't really kind of hold much sway at the moment, but I think we need to reclaim it very much, um, that it should be free of corporate influence. So it does go back to that. Um, but now I think it's something that a lot of Canberrans, um, regardless of, of this idea of Canberra as the seat of government, which isn't really how most of us think of our city anymore, um, it's something that we cling to and, and, and are very proud of, I think, of this idea that Canberra is... Um, is a space of, of community and of nature um, and a place where we can we can be proud of of that kind of public service idea of, of who we are as a city. Um, and that's, yeah, corporate interference um, and giving away our space to private profit is something that um, that we don't want, that we don't approve of. Yeah, being the, the bush capital, do you think that we maybe take it the lack of billboard advertising maybe take it a bit for granted? Uh, yeah, I think we do, and that's why I think this hasn't this issue hasn't really um, gained much attention. Um, is because is because we don't think it'll happen. Um, I'm worried that if if people don't respond to this idea, um, then then it could happen. But yeah, it's uh, you know it is it is easy you know when you're when you're travelling around Canberra um, to get used to just seeing trees and, and homes and um, and the mountains off in the distance and all of that. And, um, you know, the absence of advertising isn't something that you necessarily notice until you go to another city and you see how much there is. Um, so it's easy to take it for granted, but I think if it starts to be whittled away, it'll become very obvious very quickly. And it could have a really major impact on, um, on all sorts of aspects of, of life in this city. As it, as it stands currently, what exactly are the proposed changes? Is it is it merely a uh, loosening of the restrictions, or do we have any sort of idea what what may come out of this if if the laws are changed? So at this stage, no, we don't have any idea. Essentially, it seemed to be a little bit of a thought bubble from Andrew Barr in January, where he said, um, you know, there's there's reason to to consider this and whether whether these regulations are fit current world um, and um, it was in the context of a conversation around um, uh, an Australia Day billboard for instance that was being put up um, it was in the context as well of the growth of kind of grey areas as I said earlier in terms of um, big 
signs on, on major shopping malls and um, the rise of, of roadside kind of placards and that kind of thing and saying that we do need to have a debate around this. Um, and I think it's fair enough we should have a conversation around this, um, but that shouldn't be couched in terms of maybe there's so many grey areas that maybe we should be looking at relaxing the restrictions because that was very much the way he framed that idea. We should have a conversation around it in terms of maybe these grey areas are troubling and we should push back against them, in fact. So we don't have any clear idea of, of what's being planned um, at all. So that's why I believe it's really important there is a, there's a legislative committee, uh, legislative assembly committee process that's been started, it's been sent off to that, and um, submissions are due on the 20th of June, so I'd encourage people who are interested in this to go and have a look for that um, and put in submissions, because if we don't have a lot of submissions from people saying, we, we love it how it is and we want to keep these, um, you know, this ad-free city how it is, um, then the worry is that we'll have JC Deco and other major advertising companies being the only ones who are who are involved in this debate. On that note, for those people out there who may be, as you mentioned, uh, motivated to try to curb these changes, what exactly what are the options for those people to take action against that? And are there are there any organisations out there who are trying to uh, to combat this? So. Uh, my organisation, the Green Institute, is um, organising uh, a few public meetings around it. There's one this evening um, at the ANU Food Co-op starting at 6.30, um, which people are welcome to come to. We'll be talking about the issue and then um, having a bit of time to talk through how to write a submission. Um, sea Change, as well, um, is involved in, in putting on that event, um, and, and you can check out um, some information through them. Um, so they're the two main organisations who are, who are looking at it. Um, but essentially, the best thing is to is to find the ACT Legislative Assembly Committee's page and look at the active committees. Um, and and you can put in a submission direct through that. Simply email um, uh, your thoughts in a Word document attachment across to them and it will be treated as, as a submission. Who um, I've been chatting to are a little bit unsure about putting in a submission to a project like that. What are you supposed to do? How, how is it supposed to be written? The key thing to bear in mind is really doesn't matter. Um, you, can, you can write your personal views um, and put it on, a, on an attachment, send it in as an email. Um, that's all you need to do. It doesn't need to be particularly formal or anything like that. The Legislative Assembly is looking for people's opinions to feed into this committee process and they will take... Um, take your opinions um, seriously if you write to them. Fantastic. And just to close things out, is for someone who, who might be a bit disengaged with this, uh, as we mentioned before, people do maybe take this for granted. What would you say to someone who who, who might see this as, as a rather unimportant issue? I would say just sit back and picture next time you're going down North Point Avenue or Adelaide Avenue or Belconnen Way, um, whether it's on a bus or a bike or in your car, have a think about what it would be like if that were more like, say, Parramatta Road um, in Sydney, um, and how that would impact on the way you feel. Um, and I think a lot of us find um, 
lucky enough to live in a city like Canberra. A lot of people I talk to find that when they go to Sydney or Melbourne, they find it this bombardment, and it's quite stressful. And there's lots of studies to show that, that advertising has a lot to do with that stress, but it's sending you these constant messages of, you won't be satisfied until you get this. Um, and have a think about how that would affect the way you feel living in this wonderful, amazing city of ours. Um, and I think you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll recognise that actually this is something really, really special about Canberra, and it's something we should, um, we should cherish and we should protect. Like
You've been listening to 2AX98.3. This is Subject ACT with me, Nathan Schmidt. We've been looking at billboard and political advertising within the ACT. Stay tuned to listen to my interview with Dan Miller. So thank you for coming in. Um, I think kind of the first and best place to start is what exactly made you start this petition? Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, when we were going through an ACT election cycle, a mate and I were just at work together talking about how ridiculous the signs were getting. They were showing up all over the place. And we didn't think much of it then. And then about the next election cycle that happened, they started showing up all over the place again. And we thought, this is just getting out of hand. What can we do about it? Um, you know, mates getting together, having a chat, that sort of thing. I decided, oh, well, how about this time we actually try and do something? So we said, let's put up a petition. What's the right way to go about it? How do you actually get the attention of the legislative assembly in the right way? Um, so, you know, the appropriate response from their point of view is do it by the official channels. So we put up a petition and yeah, that's where we got started. Fantastic. Uh, what exactly was it about the the signs that made you want to start this petition? Was it the nature of the signs themselves or was it just a matter of mass? Oh, it's just about the ridiculous nature of it. So they're excessive quantities of them. They're wasteful, pretty wasteful in times um, of environmental resources used. They're full of plastic. They're, you know, the printing cost alone is getting out of hand. Um, when you see them all over the side of the road, you start questioning what sort of political system have we got if that's what they're trying to plug to everyone across the off the nation's territory they're thinking you know what what sort of people are we that we can be swayed just by pictures of someone on the side of a road so we thought yeah that's a bit nuts as well when we looked into it we found that actually there was a bit of legislation that governs political signage and we thought yeah fair enough there's a few other things in that uh, legislation people who own businesses you're restricted to a certain number of signs if you're a say a real estate agent you can have a sign out the front of the house or on the side of the road telling people where to come and look at your house if you're a community group you can have a 20 number of 20 signs across the act in the lead up to your event and then we looked at it and we went what on earth is this section here there's a section in that legislation which basically gives the politicians open slather, no restrictions whatsoever for six weeks on their signs. We thought, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on? Why are these people feathering their own nests, so to speak? So can we maybe get them to just take it easy, peg themselves back to the same as the rest of the community and a bit more equal there? So, Is this a topic you've found has come up in, in political discussion at all? Or We noticed in the last election there was a lot of people, especially in the politicians' groups, talking to each other about it, and it did come up. The terms core flute arms race came up, and the core flute is the type of signage that they use. Um, I remember the there was a comment made by the pres- Prime Minister of Singapore at the time, made to Andrew Barr. He was visiting around the same time as Singapore Airlines was trying to get up in Canberra, and he said, what's with all these signs on the side of the road? What's going on in your territory? So, yeah, it is known. People do know it gets a little bit out of hand. Um, so... Uh, have you felt? Have you noticed there's been a lot of negative community reaction to these, to the prominence of these signs? Pretty much everyone I've asked so far has basically said, "Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just get rid of them." And that's when I present the idea. Okay, well, I've got a petition about it. Um, are you interested in putting your name up? And majority of people, I reckon, ninety nine percent have just said, "Absolutely. Where do I sign?" You've got one or two people who, which is fair enough as well. They say, "Okay, well, how do politicians get the word out about what they're going to do?" 
And we're not saying get rid of them. We're just saying peg yourselves back to the rest of the community so that you're not treating yourselves as a um, political group any better than any other community group in Canberra. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Is it more a matter of aesthetics then than it is politics? Pretty much. And also about equality. If, say, a community group is only allowed to have a certain number of signs in the, in the territory to advertise their events or to promote their cause or to get funding for a special resource that they need, why is it that political groups see themselves as over and above that and um, should have better access to the, to the community than anyone else does? So that's one of the things we're thinking of as well, equality. Fantastic. And a gentleman I spoke to the other day was against the prominence of billboard advertising in the ACT. Uh, he mentioned that he felt that it was almost the kind of the commercial invading a, a private or communal space. You know, when you're, you're on your way to work in the morning, you don't want to see advertising. That's an invasion of your personal space. Do you agree if that's sort of the case with this? You probably think so. It's public space, so we all own it together. And if one group, especially the people that are in charge of that space, decide that they're the only ones who are allowed to have special access to it, you start asking questions. You wonder, why is it that they get special attention but nobody else is allowed to? So that's one of the things. On that equality line, we were also looking at the opportunities for potential um, members of the Legislative Assembly as well. So if this is to continue, if all these signs keep showing up over and over all over the place, the amount of money that they're spending in these well-funded groups, political parties, the Labor Party, Liberal Party, etc., they can just go bombing the place with as many signs as they can afford. Your average punter who decides they might want to put themselves up as an independent or a small political party, there's no way they can compete on an equal footing. So they're, we're, we're, we're not having an equal um, state for the people attempting to try and represent the ACT community. So again, we're saying get it back down to a normal level where everyone's treated equal and stop um, using up public resources in the way that they are. Yeah, so far, so that's fantastic. So far with that, with the petition, um, how how's that going? Pretty good. I've got about, like I said, a 98, 99% hit rate. I've only spoken to about two or 300 people. Mm. Let me think that. Probably about 200 people. Um, we're about 162 so far on the petition online. I've got about 50 on paper. I'm really trying to get the word out there to let more people know about it. Yeah. Um, let people make their own choice. The information's up there on change.org. Um, people can see why we're proposing the petition and if they feel like they want to join in, they can jump on and put their names down. What is the, uh, uh, in your opinion, what is the best possible outcome of this petition? At least the best possible outcome we can think of is that the Legislative Assembly takes notice of what they're doing and makes some sort of adjustment. It may not be exactly what we're looking for, but at least they've acknowledged that there is an issue and that the community of ACT is saying, hey, do something about this. Stop um, treating yourselves special in a, in a special way and try to adjust your behaviour. So that's the outcome we're hoping for. Fantastic. And for those people wanting to get involved, you mentioned the change.org petition. Is, is that the best way for people to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the URL that we're going to, it's actually quite a lengthy one, but if you just Google search for change.org, reduce ACT election signs, you'll find it. It's the top hit on Google. So. Is there an, an ideal amount of like is there is there a balance that you've kind of 
say this, this say this legislative legislative conversation happens is there idea is an ideal outcome of that of how many yeah obviously you're not gonna have a ballpark number of yeah. how many signs but what what is a more reasonable oh uh, there is amount. there is a ballpark number there's a section in the legislation which it's at the moment specified for community signs so if you're a community group you can have 20 signs across the ACT for two weeks prior to your event. We're thinking, okay, let's do something similar for um, electoral members. Let's say limit to the exact same amount, 20, but per electorate. So not across the entire ACT. We've, we're, we're aware that different electorates have different candidates across them. So that would be an ideal outcome. 20 signs per electorate. Keep it to the same level as the rest of the community. That way you're not treating yourselves any better than the rest of the community. And we're on equal footing. And at, at the heart of it, local politics is a, is a community affair, affair after all. So it does, right. does make sense that they are held to an equal standard. Yeah, that's right. Over in Europe, there are other opportunities that they've provided for electoral candidates to promote themselves, and that is standard notice boards in certain locations. That might be another idea. So for a certain period of time leading up to election, there's specified locations in the in the area where candidates go and, go and put their information up on those notice boards and let the people around them know what they stand for and what they're proposing. At least that way we don't end up with this bombardment all, ac all across town and we don't end up with this ridiculous sign war that people seem to be getting into. You've been listening to Subject ACT on 2XX 98.3 with me, Andrew Schmidt. Stay tuned for more awesome